Well, welcome along to the latest Forever Blue uh, podcast. I'm Ian Cheeseman. I'm the host. And thanks very much to Classic Football Shirts of Deansgate Manchester, who are our host today. Now, if you're listening to the audio-only version of the podcast, then we could be anywhere, really, couldn't we? But I can assure you that we are surrounded by Classic Football Shirts, which is what they do here. It's a great place. It's, uh, it's halfway down Deansgate. If you're interested in Classic Football Shirts, there's one missing from your collection then this is the place to come. Uh, and also thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing, which sponsor the podcast for this season. And they are at hot underscore click. And if you go on their website or follow them on Twitter, you will see the scene, you'll hear fire engines and all sorts <laughs> going past here um, as we go along. So apologies for that, but it shows we're real. It is um, Manchester. It is Manchester, it is Manchester. So Hot Click Marketing, as I say, at hot underscore click give them a follow city fan tony runs it so another reason to follow it and if you've got a company that you want to get more profile for on social media have a chat to them and they can help you out um we're going to talk about football shirts a lot in this podcast as you can imagine and it's just a coincidence that nike have brought out a new patchwork world shirt which we'll talk about <laughs> later on uh, but uh, we're also going to talk about raheem sterling and lots of other subjects later on and if you're watching the video hello to everybody who's watching the video um then this is this bit is the only bit we're going to put up this is an experiment uh, we're helped out by Michael and Will, who's sat here today, is helping with videos, and it's a bit of an experiment to see if you like this. So let us know in the comments and and uh, and obviously share and retweet and everything. My cast here will now introduce themselves, starting. Cast, hello. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm posh. Who are you? So my name's Alan. Uh, I'm a diehard City fan. Um, not me other alias that. Paul's probably going to say I'm cold in a minute um, and I've brought some of my shirts along me as well uh, some that stick out I've got stories about them as well so hopefully I get a chance to explain them and, and talk about them shirts a bit and just to be sat in here surrounded by some of these amazing shirts brings back my childhood um, many great years even though we weren't performing at the top end of the Premier League your, child, your childhood you, you're all but a kid now <laughs> well 25 Ian so I'm getting there now I'm quarter of a century so it's, it's, I'm getting there but um, yeah I've got a lot of memories I want to talk about love all these shirts every single one of them has a different meaning and can't wait to talk about them who are you? Um, I'm Paul from Prestige Car Repairs that's Prestige Car Repairs of Chatham <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sat next to um, for those who are watching on the, the t- on the television um, Gary Neville <laughs> Um, I'm surrounded by these shirts and again I'm twice your age so I can remember plenty more of these shirts than you I think this actual shirt was probably your first shirt wasn't it? No Was it not alright? Okay. No um, <laughs> Yeah, lifelong city fan amazing places get down and have a look You are? I'm Louisa um, so I've known Ian a long time uh, we used to do Blue Tuesday together and um, I'm now doing podcasts I'm Andrew Bucknall, um, Stratford Blue, down residing in Manchester, and I'm just marvelling at how many shirts we've had in 11 years, because I can count 35 shirts in 11 years, so <laughs> maybe that's why they brought out the pack, we want to get them all in at one time, so that's me. Find him on Facebook, he's brilliant, honestly, you won't regret it if you find him on Facebook and see find what he language, rants about. So use the language, but that's me, passionate. <laughs> to the end you are hello I'm Matty Dove uh, I was going to make the same joke about us being formed in 2008 so never mind but uh, yeah I'm the under 25 rep for the same thing as Andrew City Matters if you want to check that out and yeah it's just brilliant being here and I like how every shirt that we see is obviously the ones with the players on the back but 
you look at every shirt and you can relate one player to that shirt, I think it's brilliant and yeah, it's a great collection here. My name's Will, um, long time City fan, long time Ian Cheeseman fan. Uh, <laughs> I've been behind the microphone but now I'm on the right side so to speak. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's agreed. <laughs> you can tell that wasn't planned because you brought a fibre out. <laughs> so the next time. Well, thanks. This is the, the cast list then. So obviously you're all wearing your favourite shirts, I'm guessing. I'm glad to see that all but Harlan is actually wearing a home <coughs> shirt. And as much as I like the away shirts, I have to say that for me, the shirt has to be a home shirt. has to be sky blue. This is my favourite. It's an umbro shirt, all right, it's got the old badge on, but I like the white collar around it. I like the material as well that it is. Uh, for me, as an, you know, an overweight, middle-aged man, um, it's quite baggy. I don't so say that, I'd just say you're cuddly. Cuddly, right, cuddly, we'll go with cuddly then. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's good, it, I like to wear this on my holidays, you know, when I'm walking around somewhere sunny and it's nice and cooling. Um, I brought one or two other, Paul, would you like to, uh, <clears throat> to just get me my other shirts and I'll show you my, my other shirts. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this, this one's my favorite away shirt. So for those who are listening rather than watching, it's the traditional black and red striped shirt, um, which as far as I'm concerned is the away shirt. Underneath it, I have another away shirt that I'm particularly fond of, which is the white one with the red and black sash, which goes across the, the front, which I think is quite a classic. Um, I've also brought along, just to show you, again, for those listening, go and watch the YouTube version. Um, this is the very first replica shirt that I ever got, which was given to me by Tony Book, who I've got to sign it. And he was actually, at the time, part of the management team. He wasn't the manager. And at the end of the season, and this is how you got replica shirts in those days, I went down to Tony on the last match of the season and said, can I have your shirt? And it was, it was number 15, because he wasn't in the squad and they only had 12 shirts at the time. And he gave it to me, so it's quite well worn. It's, a, again, an umbro shirt. It's got the, the classic badge on, which I, I really like as well. And he signed it, so that's a very special one for me. And just for the sake of it, I brought, I know this isn't a City shirt, but I've got to show you this one. Yabba. Which is, <laughs> which is an England shirt. Oh, uh, and it's uh, this is an, an authentic match worn Colin Bell England shirt, which he signed to me. Which um, I wrote Colin's book. I was his ghostwriter, and he gave me this shirt as a thank you. And basically, in those days, they didn't even get one shirt per match. They got a shirt for quite a few games. And anybody that's watched Colin play, he didn't often actually wear the number eight. So he gave me one of his number eights, which was even more special to me. So that's my little collection of shirts, which I'm now going to throw on the floor. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's my little collection of shirts. Harlan, tell me the story behind your shirt. And have well, you got any others? Right, I've got some more with me. Yeah, the shirt I'm wearing now. <clears throat> so the story was that... Um, so yours is a white shirt, yeah. just to describe it for those who don't, yeah, can't see it. Yeah, white shirt with... Uh, it's the third kit yeah, from third kit 07. 07, 07, 08. Rolando Bianchi. Uh, Bianchi, Alano. Uh, yeah. Uh, West Ham away. West Ham away. Yeah. Boyanov. Boyanov. Yeah. Never got a chance to prove what he could do. Yeah. Followed him round town once, mate. Yeah. Hey, you don't want to admit to that. After a signing session. Last tag stalker. No, after
Johnny, have you picked Thought you were Gary Neville anyway. Moving, so swift, well, Gary Neville moving swiftly on. We don't want to encourage stalking, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, the story behind this shirt is, um, obviously, I had the old shirt as well, got the purple shirt as well, and then realised that they were bringing out a limited edition shirt, which was this one. I love the look of it on the pictures. I said to my mum, Mum, I really want that. She said, I just bought you the old one and the away one. You know, having the third one as well. When I told her what time it was getting released, nine o'clock in the morning, following day, um, she still wasn't happy about me going getting it. Then in the end, she gave in. Um, I had a little nap. She woke me up at four in the morning. Got a lot in, of uh, detail in this story, isn't Got there? in a Fiat Cinquecento. <laughs> camped out Fiat Cinquecento. <laughs> drove down to the store and camped outside from half five. So he's actually nine. bought another shirt. <laughs> yes. And uh, waited outside, walked in, one of the first hundred in, got it, and then got a free tour out of it. And met three other lads in the queue and got to go around the stadium in it and all that pictures in the tunnel and everything for free. So it just means a lot to me. And it, it's the best shirt I think I've got other than another one that I'll show you in a minute. All right, we'll come to your others afterwards if we've still got time on the podcast. <laughs> uh, what about you, Paul? Um, well, I'm wearing this shirt. It's, it's don't describe it. Again. It's, it's sky blue. It's got the black silhouetted old badge on it and it's obviously got the Premier League Barclays winner gold badge. I love this shirt because it's comfy. And if I'm buying a shirt, I buy it because I wear it. The, my my favourite shirt is this one, and if, I don't know if you can picture that, but it's filthy. It's a, it's again, it's the number one, not dissimilar to my own with the cloth type of uh, texture. Filthy. It's not actually when it, when it, it, around. No, no, it has been pitch worn because when Aguero <laughs> scored that goal, I actually managed to um, get onto the pitch. I know it's wow. illegal and all the rest of it, but there was a few hundred thousand. Hang, hang on a minute, hang on. We, we, we just started condoning stalking. Now we're condoning <laughs> pitch invasion. I know Please don't do, you know, <laughs> yeah. kids, if you're listening at home, you know, don't do what these guys... Don't follow what I do. I'm not a good example. But anyway, I managed to get on the pitch. So I was trying to reenact in front of the goal, sliding. But, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm... I've got big ribs <laughs> and as I slid my belly dug in and I rocked like <laughs> so I just kind of stopped I see some video somewhere this and this was the shirt I was wearing so it was covered in green and all sorts of stuff so that that means the most to me if, if nothing else but that's not my favourite shirt go on Louisa tell us a story tell your story right well when I bought this shirt which is um, a very famous <laughs> So I bought this without knowing uh, what was to follow at the end of this season. So this is 2011, 2012. And um, I bought it, first of all, because it's one of the first decent ladies' shirts to come out, because it gives a bit more room up here. And plus, a lot Ian's of the shirts... got the opposite to that. A lot of the <laughs> yeah, shirts... Yeah, one that does that. <laughs> ..for all the years... Were, the, uh, were these big ones and even if you picked a small shirt it, it there were sacks they were ginormous on women and they never really made decent football shirts for girls so to me this is one of the best fitting ones but because it was a few years ago I think I'm a bit too snug in it now anyway so the story is sorry um, they brought this out because Manchester is known for two major things and that's football and music so what they wanted to do was combine art with football. Uh, so they went to the stadium, they recorded the fans singing Blue Moon, and then they captured the sound wave, and this is the sound wave audio that goes across. So this is the music with the football and the art with the football as well. I never knew that. 
every day and of course then um so i was so i was wearing it at the beginning of the season obviously and then i was wearing it on that day in may uh, now i didn't have a ticket for that match but couldn't get one could i but i was at the stadium the whole match and the last 10 minutes they let us in so i saw him hang on a minute so we've now got Pitch invasion, coming into the ground without buying a ticket. What's your story, Andrew? Have you done wrong in the past? But this shirt is a 1975, 76 shirt. The first City squad that I fell in love with. The City were you know, on my radar before then. But 1975, 76, League Cup winning shirt, Dennis Stewart, my idol. That's who I picture you wearing know, that shirt. Yeah. No yeah, offence to you, but I picture Dennis Stewart. I've done a good second. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just when City, you know, I fell in love with that squad, you know, you could name the team pretty much week in, week out. And it was just, and I know I shouldn't mention the other lot, but I like the fact that our kits were almost, you know, opposite. That's, to me... Two rivals should have the opposite kits, but almost similar, you know, white shorts, blue shirts, red, whatever. And actually, that collar yeah. reminds me on the, the lot that won't be mentioned. Didn't Gordon Hill have a shirt that had... Yeah. I can yeah. see him in one that <clears> has that yeah. white V on it and everything, and the well, collar. Yeah, well, 76 was a funny year, very hot summer. City won the cup. Another team got beat by a Southampton in the cup, you know, before the... You know, but we don't talk about that sort of stuff, do we? Because it, it's not, you know, 1993 onwards. So, um, you know, it's just City, but there you go. Losing cup finals, they seem to do it quite a lot nowadays, don't they? But, so that's, that's so, a story sure, of Yeah, and it's Dennis Stewart, my first idol, first proper City idol. Now, if that's Dennis Stewart, I think of Graham Baker in that one. I don't and know about you. Oh, really? My yeah. dad said Paul Power. Tottenham away when he looped it right in the air and it come down and scored and we won. Alex Williams was superb that day. Uh, yeah, mine's from 1982, not this actual one, but uh, I, I wouldn't say it's my my favourite sea top, but I do like the simplicity of it. Just I like a good sky blue top with white stripes. Um, the reason it's sentimental to me was because my dad actually owned the original version of this and it was the first one I remember he gave me. I think he would have been a bit teenager. When he had it, so it was baggy on me when he gave when he passed it down to me. But I just remember like running around the house in it and like wearing it to bed and stuff. So it's just like sentimental to me. And then when I saw that it was on the city store, I thought, oh, I've got to have it, even though it it might not look the greatest out because there's some fantastic city tops here. But just for me, I, I really like it and it's quite smart as well. It looks like yours is well worn, Will. Very well worn. <laughs> was you on the pitch with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, enough, I was. Um, Just flap your hands a little bit. <laughs> a chicken dancer. This, this is the shirt that my, um, my dad bought me for the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley against those who shall not be named. Um, he also bought himself a matching shirt. We both got Stretford Blues on the back. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's every time I've wore it, we've won either a cup final or the league, so... Seems to be doing Keep all right. Keep it on. Yeah. <laughs> Get it on in May. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just an overall good look shirt, I suppose. When we look at these shirts behind now, again, for those listening on the podcast, you'll have to visualise them. But uh, Paul, if you'd like to be uh, my model again, oh. um, 
We have behind us, for example, a very luminous yellow one, which is uh, very much like a, a steward might wear. So I'm not a big fan of that. Real Madrid semi-final, one. not it? This yeah. weyer one, there's yeah. still that weyer one up because I've got one of those. I go running in it sometimes, and I've got to say it's one of my least favourite shirts. Yeah, yeah, Sean Gold, so I can see him in that one. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, uh, another one I might pick out, particularly because Paul I know likes it, uh, is the Kappa you, you Laser Blue. To jump up to get <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, that's a classic. May, maybe rather than, and obviously Paul's off mic oh. at the moment, so we'll get his views oh, on yeah, it in a minute. But what, what do you, what do you, what do you youngsters particularly you might not remember that shirt? What do you think of that one? Uh, what, so what, what year was that shirt in '96? Uh, yeah, it would have been about yeah, that, yeah. Oh, I can't see it on my list. I'd have only been free, but I can recognise that as a classic city shirt. Do you like it? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, and I think uh, Kappa as well. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have Kappa shirts again yeah. nowadays. Yeah. I, think, I think they're stylish. Very I stylish. like it a lot. I, I want the replica version of that. They, they sell that without the Kappa logo on in the store. Now I want to get that version of that shirt because I really it's, like it. Maybe I'm the only one then because I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I prefer the laser blue. I don't like it. The reason I don't like it is because it's laser blue. It's yeah. not sky blue. To me, the sky blue has to be... I'll tell you what I like about it. The flash of the... You're going against me now. No, you just no, said you're on my no, side. No, the flash of the burgundy. Well, that's... But I just like the, the two together. But that's it because I did, didn't like all that kappa stuff. It's too shell suit-ish for me. It's it's too 80s, 90s. What, you know, Come on, Paul. Do the big sell on <clears throat> What's the reason I liked it, to be honest? Because of the kappa. <laughs> um, it was a shell suit. It was It's your personality, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> sell them on the Eve market as well so they were cheaper um, but they were called crapper um, <laughs> yeah but yeah I just I just like the shirt it's just I think it was just the era the fact it was capper and, and it only seemed that international clubs had that brand so it was sort of like you know it was like a lease or uh, Lecoq's it was just chaff for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, but it was just different. Nobody else had him apart from the, you know, like the international teams. I just thought it was different. So there's a whole lot of different shirts that we've got behind us that remind us of different eras. But let me ask a more general question. Well, first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. That the this is oh. not the reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This, this is not the reason we've had this podcast on this subject tonight. It's purely coincidental. But Nike have brought out a shirt which looks, frankly, like a patchwork quilt of their era as City shirt supplies. And we know that next year it's going to be Puma that are going to come in. And Thank people goodness. have said that that might be a very tight-fitting shirt, which yes. might be good for you. Well, not good for me. I'm not sure. Not good for me. Ian, I don't know. I'm not sure I can get any tighter than this. But, but what, you've, you've obviously seen the pictures, and for those watching now on the, the YouTube version, if you've not seen it, we'll insert a picture here of the shirt, right? But for those, <laughs> if, you, if you're trying to imagine it, patchwork quilt, can you, right? Can you, like, think what, what do you think of it? Like Come on, tell us what you think. I actually like the shirt, but I do think it's an April Fool's joke. <laughs> I'm convinced it's an April Fool's. Would you buy it? Yeah. You would? <laughs> Sit shirt. 60, 70 quid, you'd buy that shirt. It's a city shirt with Man City badge on. It's city, we're city, whatever. See, but don't you think that's what... I, I agree with you on it, because it's been released on April the 1st, isn't it? Well, it's a temp, but I've just... It's got... But don't you think that's why they're doing it? Because they know 
that because he's he's horrible. Don Kenny said it's like a test card from BBC <laughs> years ago, right? Or a Harlequin in a in a court's jester. It's like that. Don't you think that's why they're doing it? Because there's people. Oh, sounds horrible. There's people like you that will buy it. I don't, Ooh, I don't well, mean I that. that no, 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 I don't mean that in a nasty way. No, no, I don't mean that in a nasty way. I mean it's like they, they know because I'm the same. If Summit City, Summit City comes out, I'll, I'll buy it. Well, I've started to buy City stuff now since we changed the badge. I don't like mm. that badge. And obviously it was a City badge, so I recognise it as a City badge. But as soon as the proper badge come back, mm. I'm buying stuff left, right and centre. I'm, I'm walking about chest out. Chest shows out with City. Absolutely, but that badge yeah. is Manchester City. So do you City, like the design or do you just like <coughs> the fact that it's got the City badge? I just on? think it's so random. And again, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but... I've got the personality to carry it off, so you know what yeah. I mean, and that, that's me. Um, no, I think you know, like the, the idea behind it, because there are patchwork quilts that are very attractive, and then there are ones that are just for a like, specific purpose of contributions of different things are from different people. So I think that it's capturing the what it's six, isn't it? Six different shirts over the last few years. Uh, I've, not I've lost interest um, in it already. But I, but I just kind of think that it's just it's a bit it's sentimental because we have been incredibly successful for the past few years, and we never know how long this is going to last. But everyone's hoping it'll last forever. But you know, what's it's forever? Nike having a last. Uh, it probably uh, is. That is a bit as well. Yeah, go on. Sorry, have you ever seen? Stick with me on this one. <laughs> Team America World Police. There's a song called a Every ago. Film Has to Have a Montage. Basically, that shirt is a montage of it our is. last six, seven seasons. It is, it is. So it's all it's like, sentiment, this isn't game, it? that game, that so I think, that yeah. title, this And time, like you just say, you're shirt. looking at all these, well, we also are looking at all these shirts and they pull in a different memory from all the different ones. So that shirt, the idea is it'll just pull a memory for an individual person. I think in 10, 20 years' time, if you're to look back at the Nike era, you've got to admit it was a successful one. Whatever the kit, whatever you think of the kits or whatever, that period where we were wearing Nike kits, we were one of the best teams in England. Maybe I'm just cynical, but I don't think they see it that way. I think they just see it as a cash cow. They, they know that there's going to be City fans out there who buy every top and want the Nike era, but... Half them tops were horrendous and so lazy. Like Nike yeah. is a provider for us. They've literally just got a template they've used on Atletico, Barca, whoever else, and they've just done that every season. So the fact that we're moving on to Puma, maybe this is their one last joke. It was like, yeah, hey, no, that's mash up. Don't think a big business would be that petty to be honest. <laughs> you know what though? You know what? The very first message I got on social media when that shirt was first published was, "This is obviously Nike." Saying up yours because Puma are coming in next year. That was the first. I'm not saying it. That's that's not necessarily representative, but that was the first reaction. City didn't have to agree to it. I think for Nike to do that, they're basically cutting their own nose off to spite the face. Because if you were, you know, another club who wanted to use Nike and thought this is how that if they don't up their game and they're going to do this. People are saying, you know what, I'll go with Puma, I'll go with Adidas, I'll go with... The I've, got, I've got a slightly different take on it. It's not, it's not the idea that I don't like, it's how it's been put together. Mm -hmm. So I like, I, like the, I like the fact that they've put all the shirts, to, bits of each shirt together. I just think that they could have structured it a lot better so it looked a bit more aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. So with Barcelona's, uh, they've done one for Barca, but all the stripes are going the same way. So it, 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 <clears throat> it works, so thinner stripes, then bigger stripes, Thinner stripes, bigger stripes, then a, a load of thin stripes, and then 
but it all goes in a way where well, we, we've done it in triangles and semicircles and it all looks a bit mishmash. I think if they'd have structured it nice, so all the, the lines joined up from each shirt and we're just going you back had to red the and black days, though, isn't it? <laughs> I, I just think if it went from like red and black stripes or something like that, for example, and another shirt going into a different coloured stripes in the same pattern, it would look a lot better structured in a better way. At, the, ri- the, at, the, risk, at the risk here of, of, of sounding like I'm having a go at you, but <laughs> could, is there a, a design of a shirt that you wouldn't buy? I'm not. S- uh, no, uh, that's an honest answer. I, I it sounds like <laughs> you're like that. If it's not a city badge, it's good yeah, to go. I'll be honest, I've not liked a lot of the you kits. But 90. again, the, the third choice one, the purple with the orange sash, I really like. It's just I've not got some weird What about that away, sh- about that that away really show like from Ninter? Um, that was bad. That was a bad Which one was that? It was about it was a bit pinky Have red. We got an I don't think here. so. I've tried to find it's it. Similar but I can't to that thing, it. Isn't it? But it, like it's the pattern on it as well. One. Go and get that silver one, Paul, and then we can the see pattern. that shirt. Like we to see that because I've wanted that shirt for a long well, time. I thought you meant that silver one. So that silver one up there is the one that you. It's similar. Oh, yeah, silver. Similar ish, not quite. No, so it was it more pinky. Bring it in front of the camera, Paul, so we can see it. So that one. There's also, uh, that I was just mentioning, the Dwangles on it, Zabolo. I've got a black one, which I must admit oh, is... I'll definitely be buying that. Yes, yeah, yeah, that does look quite quite nice as well. It's symbolic with the we'll worker being now represents something, <laughs> something else. You get your little but stem stool or something. It's city's yeah. tradition, it's the worker bee, it's Manchester. And we did have that pink one, 04. Right, here's another, right, let's go on to a more serious side of this now which is that there was a time when fans kicked off about the price of shirts and said, uh, and, and I think at one time all clubs went in on this, and it was like, you can only change... Ah, we've got, we've got the purple one. Just, just bring that forward. No, my dad don't like over. this, you know. Just, just so you know which one we were talking about. My dad doesn't like it. Obviously, you've got to watch the, the video version on YouTube to get the full effect of all this. But the question I'm coming to is that there was a time when... The, there was a new home shirt every two years, and, there were, and in the alternate year, there was a new away shirt. Third shirts were sort of almost seen as a bit of a collector's item. Mm. Now, as standard, there are three shirts every season. Do you have a view on whether that is acceptable or not? I think I, I'm kind of on board with the new top every season because I think it, it reminds you of a specific season instead of maybe an era. So, like, when we won the league the year after, well, every year we've won the league, the year after we've been horrendous. So if it was the same top, you might not think of that to, oh, we won the league in that. You might think of the year or so. I'm kind of on board with them changing it every season. I don't mind that. But yeah, I think but the difference the between... Prices, ma- ma- the, the thing is, you're not a parent, are you? No, I'm not So, so if a parent's <laughs> listening to this... Not that I know of, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you're a parent listening to this, the, you know, they're talking about the sort of social pressure oh, of the yeah. kid I coming and saying, that, yeah. I want each I new shirt. It's worse now as yeah, well. Yeah, like you said, with your mum saying yeah. you're not getting the next but it's, one. But it's, it's worse now than when I was at school, I reckon, as well, because of all the social media and stuff. So someone on Instagram, a shirt said, Oh, my mum's just got me in a new third shirt and the other guy I'd want it to yeah. go in school with because the whole school's got it if you're city fans at school or whatever. that's what yeah. I was going to say that I don't mind them changing it every season but the price is a was it worth, so what, that's what, why I don't agree with what annoys for, for me is is that it used to be um, home shirt away shirt and then a change of shirt say say we're playing at Wembley and we're sky blue and I don't know Champions League game we're sky blue we don't even conflict with the opposition's colour. They might be playing red, 
and we'll wear our Thunderbird stripy shirt on. <clears throat> Why don't we wear our, our, our colour's blue, we're sky blue, yeah? So if that colour clashes, then we have to wear our second shirt. Well, that's demand from the sponsor, though, isn't it? Exactly. It's like, it's like and it's just a ripoff. Humour have just paid an absolute fortune for the rights to take over City mm. shirt. They're going to want all these shirts to be worn a certain number of times. Yeah. I'm with you, Paul. Um, and you know what? You know when the Champions League draw was made for the quarterfinals and we found out who City were going to play, who they might play in the semi-final... And lots of people at that point might have switched off the coverage. And I carried on watching it because the next draw they made was the draw for who's at mm. home in the final. Mm. And you know what? City, if they get through, are at home in the final. And you know why that excited me? Because that, hopefully that means they're going to wear sky blue yeah. if they get to the final. Now, actually, that might not be did. important to other people, but it is to me. Can you imagine winning the Champions League? In a not sky blue well, that, shirt. What about that, that, that purple orange one that you're talking about with the sash? The Thunderbird. Would you want to be remembered? Yeah, well, no. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're saying all this, but Wembley 99, is that not the, one of the worst kits you've ever seen? <laughs> everyone loves it yeah. because it's Wembley 99. Wembley 69, you know, black and red. Yeah, yeah that's my favourite away kit, so don't diss that. To me, probably <laughs> changing to our home shirts like, you know, the, when we the win kit, the Champions League, anyway, we're changing to the home shirts. To so, lift it. Yeah. I don't think the kit at the end of the day is massively important. I think it's what we do in the kit. Why do they make the the away kit and the third kit half the time? They're nearly the same colour. I don't understand that. If, fair enough if they made blue, red and white or something. That, that red, makes a bit red, sense. Red. red and black. Red and black. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think the Gillingham playoff, though, that's... That's just kind of like a fan thing. So yeah, I think it, I think it doesn't matter that in a way that they were wearing the the yellow and black shirt. But if we win that Champions League, we have to be wearing sky blue mm. because the whole world will see. The whole world didn't see us win that playoff against Gillingham. But the whole to, world it only mattered to us, didn't it? Well, it only mattered to us. That's what I'm trying. You know, with <laughs> five row five kicking <clears> in. Um, but this time, the Whereas world the world's going to see this, we'll and and the sky blue is an instant recognition for Manchester City. Mm -hmm. Especially with the, the, the you know the name across the front, so it's got to be a priority. Be, is what you're saying. Blue. We've got to go into blue. that final wearing blue if we're the home team. There's not even got to be a deliberation about it. Well, if we were playing. Take one kit, say, and you can't we change. get through <laughs> to the final. It's Barcelona, Liverpool, United. Right, so none of them wear blue then, do they? No. No, although so like, Barcelona, so, as you can see, well, yeah, have some blue in their shirt. Yeah, but it's not sky blue, is it? So we're not going to conflict. It depends on the socks. Depends on the shots. Well, that brings me perfectly well onto another question. And although we're in a, a place which is all about shirts and we're all basically showing off our shirts, there is something that really matters to me as well. Does it matter to you? And I know that straight away, Andrew knows what I'm going to say. We've tinkered with sky blue shorts. And to me, City's kit is sky blue shirts, white shorts. And actually, although I'm not as bothered about the socks as... As, as, as I am about the shorts, I personally would prefer sky blue socks. Really? With so, so where do you stand on that? It sounds like you're with me. Yeah, yeah, well, I thought when Umbro did a lot of research into old school City when they came back to City, and Mr. Trickcross's shirt with the white collar had the wrong socks. It was like, they, that should have had the purple socks, but the purple socks came the season after when we won the cup. I mean, Small margins and you know, <laughs> being petty, but I thought just replica kit. Match the design of the kit to the right socks. Yeah, purple, you know, white, white around the top, purple, blue socks and I mean, white I, shorts and. 
just basics. I know Stretford, who we don't name, um, at the moment are wearing black shorts, and that looks weird to me. Yeah. And, and if I was a United fan, I wouldn't want that. I'd want white shorts. Um, you know, but to me, uh, I don't quite understand why kit, kit manufacturers actually mm. change the shorts because loads of people go out and buy the replica shirts. But honestly, how many people go out and buy the shorts? Depends. Is it I really know, significant when, when, when amount? When I was younger, you wanted the full kit. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted the yeah. full kit as a kid. Yeah, yeah we know that makes you know, don't you? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you can't the full kit. Yeah, Morgan. Ten-year-olds are either poorly. So, so go on, what you're saying? Maybe they've brought in black shorts because people don't normally buy the shorts when they're white, and it's like, oh, there's black shorts to be back to white. Is that going to be significant, though? Brings a bit more revenue, doesn't it? But I mean, I yeah. remember back in like the sort of I don't know late eighties, early nineties that the other side of town wore black shorts anyway. That's not that's not. They used new. to wear it yeah. in the derby because we both wore white yes. shorts, yeah. so I've there got was always of Mark that. I've, in, in the black I shorts. I always had United as red and black <coughs> rather than red and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's me too. Really? That's my memory. I've always thought they were red, white, black. I well, listen, listen, that's where we're going to leave the shirt conversation. Um, I was so tripping you... off now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> God, blimey, you can't stop her, can you? Um, it, 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 that's where we're leaving it. So if you're watching the, the YouTube version of this, then if you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, then go to SoundCloud, which is where the podcast is, but you can also search Forever Blue or Ian Cheeseman on iTunes, on um, Spotify and all the other platforms and you'll find it there and obviously if you subscribe it comes to you automatically each week give us five stars give us a rating get us up the listing etc uh, and if you're watching on the the YouTube channel and obviously I do match day vlogs and other things on here have a look at the review that I did of the keeper the film which I might talk to a couple of people about in this podcast as well because we've seen it will and uh, no, you haven't seen it yet, obviously. It's just no, me and Will that's seen it. But anyway, we might talk about that. So that's it. Thanks very much, Hot Click Marketing, for your support and uh, classic football shirts as well for letting us come here and, uh, and model ourselves. Do you want to do a quick model? Just one last chance to see Paul do a waddle. Sorry, a model in the background. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That is how you don't model a shirt. So you do, and we're breathing in. <laughs> so thanks so much, much for watching. Now, in terms of other subjects that we can talk about, it's been the international break. So there's been an opportunity for some of our city stars to have a rest. Obviously, we're seeing uh, coming back from injury now: Kevin De Bruyne, Vincent Kompany, uh, Benjamin Mendy and Fernandinho all back in training. We're recording this on a Tuesday evening, so it all augurs well for the return of the fixtures. But we've also seen Raheem Sterling in particular capture, it seems, the world's headlines in terms of what he's been doing on international duty and finally getting some of the recognition that he deserves. Um, admittedly, a bit belatedly, but he's getting it. We've also seen Alexander Zinchenko getting rave reviews. Uh, playing for his country, there may be other players that you want to talk about, but how do you feel generally about the international break and what you've seen or, or whatever? I mean, I, I personally don't like the international break, particularly right now. I feel as if it's the wrong time to have it. A two-week football break for the clubs when we're about to play games every three days right the way through, it just seems bizarre, and I don't understand why they're 
the internationals couldn't have been at the end of the season. But that's just my view. But how do you feel? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's ridiculous time. And imagine if, imagine if we'd had two or three injuries to key players. Imagine nearly did off. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mention Sane, of course, he dazzled for Germany as and, well. And luckily, I think we've come out of it all right. You know, we've had some good performances, no injuries. So we've, as I say, we've come out of it all right. But it could have been a lot worse and we'd have been <coughs> screaming at FIFA, really, if... God forbid somebody had got a serious injury. Yeah. Anybody else got a view on it? Well, just the international break. The international break. break. Um, I think looking at it as a positive, we're going to get Sterling back in fine form. So he scored four goals, got an assist and won a penalty, uh, doing what he does best, dazzling defenders, um, you know, making them, <coughs> putting them in no man's land really. So he's going to come back firing, continued his, his, his vein of form. Two hat-tricks in a week. First player since Alan Shearer to do that for club and country. What a start that is. Uh, in terms of the international break, I agree with everybody here. If you're on the same page about it being at the end of the season, I think that's that's right. And there's no real need to play qualifiers during a season. Um, I think the only reason why they've probably done it is because we've got Nations League games in the summer. But there's nothing stopping them doing it after the FA Cup final, which is usually the last game. But the Champions League final is the last game of the season. Um, I've started to fall in love with England again. I fell out of love with them as a, as a say, 14, 15 year old lad. Um, started to fall back in love with the England team again. I like Southgate. <coughs> is that because like the City players involved though? No, I just like the. F- I like seeing young players get given a chance to flourish in, an, in with playing a good style of football, with with you know, like you say, good individuals, and the fact that the City players in there as well mm-hmm. makes it all the better. And just just to see the England team putting on performances. All right, Czech Republic and Montenegro. They're not the biggest teams in the world, but we're going to play Holland in a few months. And arguably for me, they're on the way back. They're a young side, they're thriving. And I can't wait to see England get to the level where I think we can gen- genuinely compete with the top dogs in the world on, a, on any given day, really. Not. Well, we did last year. Or we will so. do. <laughs> we did in, last in, summer. In the next few I, years. I just think we're getting a bit giddy still. I still think we're, we're getting a bit carried away. We've had some good performances. And all of a sudden, if you, if you listen to the press, it was like... Six months ago, we were rubbish. Where is the next stars coming from? And then all of a sudden, the, the, the next generation, the, the new golden generation, we're all getting excited. We've had some decent performance against some very average teams. So I think, we can, I think, I think the media have, have, have brought them brought bottom. They're now in the process of building them back up again, ready for another yep. fall. That's how I see I, it. I definitely... I mean, I kind of have this love, not hate, but... The England thing, I always thought they were quite anti-City. And it was a case of sticking your identical players, your Lampards, your Gerrards, your big names, and it doesn't work. It's not like your biggest name, who's your most popular left-back, but he doesn't fit. Now, England feel like a team, and I've said it loads of times, City's women, City's men, the influence we have on England's national side, men and women, we've never been better. Mm. And that City's investment in the game, and everyone thinks what we do is bad, but we will be the saviours of English football. Phil Foden will win the World Cup for England, mm. as will Raheem Sterling, and will outshine. I mean, don't want to be negative, but the Jaden Sancho thing, if he left another academy, he'd still be playing with the under-21s and he wouldn't keep going on. It's a stick to beat City with that. I know for the fact is it's not paranoia. Yeah. They're going on about it's like big bad cities, child snatchers, taking young players and ruining them. We're not ruining anything. I actually agree with you there because it's, it's ridiculous. With, with, with the City England connection, because 
Gareth Southgate's definitely taken inspiration yes. from Pep Guardiola. Well, well, Pep last summer. But, but playing, just, just playing, they said it last night, the commentator said, the that's a Man City goal. Yeah. Um, they're playing the Man City way. And it's, it is, it's the blueprint. Well, it's just even the style of play. Even Sterling's assist. We just look, we look so well, While we're on the subject of Sterling, I should make it clear, by the way, that um, we're not avoiding the subject of the racism that happened, which is disgusting. We've talked about it before in this podcast. This is a football podcast, and whilst it is awful when, when there is any type of racism against anybody, I don't want it to, it to hijack our footballing agenda, because mm-hmm. we're all football fans, and yeah. we all care about City particularly, but football in general. So... I, I, that's the reason why I don't want to, to sort of go. It, no doubt it will come up again, and it'll be another subject that we'll have to discuss. Uh, but you know, we're not the BBC. We're not, you know, we're a, yeah. a fan podcast, yeah. and I want to talk about football. So on that basis, the other part of the Raheem Sterling story, which is sort of related to it in a way, is the way he handles all this. That yeah. with great <laughs> dignity, with with maturity, and in a growing maturity, it's hard to to think this but he's still only 24 I think um, and yet he has shown great great maturity in dealing with all this this racism that he's had to face and others of course um, at, but this is where it leads to for me there's been talk now of him being a city captain you know and, and presumably it's the way he's handled himself off field as much as the way he's handled himself on field which has led to this now for my personal point Vincent Company, there is no better captain that we probably ever had in the club's history. Tony Buck was a fantastic captain in the old days. Uh, but Vincent Company, to me, exemplifies everything that I want in my captain. Intelligence, leadership, uh, dignity, integrity. All those words are all Vincent Company. But Vincent Company eventually is going to hang his shirt up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Is Raheem Sterling a future captain material? Could be, couldn't he? I mean, he's shown incredible character over the last few years, the amount of adversity that he's had to deal with. And I think that's part of the reason that I fell out of love with England. You mentioned about the era of Gerard Lampard, that sort of... And it seemed that club allegiances always took priority over international. So when Sterling wasn't in great form for England, it was just like, oh, City winger Raheem Sterling. It's like they're not judging him on his own performances. It's just like oh, it's Man City's Raheem Sterling, and same with other players when they play for England. But going to your point about him being a captain, I, I don't know what he's like behind the scenes, so it's, it's difficult to see whether he's got the leadership skills to be a captain and be that voice in the dressing room that gets everyone up. But He's shown in we, his interviews, though, when yeah, he's doing it live. Yeah, the outside, yeah. He's, he's an incredible character and he's got great strength to, to deal with the amount of stuff <laughs> nearly so uh, the amount of stuff that he's had to deal with um, from the media and from opposition fans I think it would be a great next next step for him if he led our team out I think it will but I don't want him to like, be, just become a poster boy yeah. just because mm. of yeah, what's currently happening away, yeah because I mean the, the news is around Sterling of what happened last night but it also happened to um What's it called? The other player? Danny Rose. Danny, Danny Rose. Rose. Yeah, and yeah. On a, a, if I've got this the right way around, it happened to Danny Rose first before yeah. Sterling got the goal and, you know, when he was doing his listening thing. So I don't think it's right just to make him a poster boy. That's, that's 
that shouldn't be the right way to do it. It should be a captain, not just because of what he does on the pitch, but exactly right what he does in the dressing room. So if you can room. separate out that, do you think he's, he's captain material? I know it's hard to because, it, you know, <coughs> next week, no. Next week, you know, maybe next year. I think he's got to develop in the behind the scenes as well, because Vincent Company, for some reason, seems to it, well, he's just part of the the structure of the club, isn't he? And and that's probably because he's been, he's been there, there for so long, time, yeah. and he's come through all of this success. So he's been able to build his own character as well as see the changes at the club, <coughs> including like dressing rooms, facilities, you know. The, all these big players coming along, all this money being spent. And that is a wealth of experience that makes a captain in a team for me. So, all right, Sterling isn't that old and he couldn't possibly have come from that long ago. But in my view, he's still a bit young, 24, 25. Um, and I just think he needs just a bit more time I at think, the club. I think, club. I think the next City captain is going to have some great people to mentor <clears> him on. <throat> if Zabaleta comes back, which he's been muted at the moment, if he comes back, he's going to have Zabba. If, if Vinny stays around, he's going to have Vinny Company as well. Uh, I don't know whether Joe Hart will ever set foot back in the Etihad in, in, a, in a coaching capacity or anything like that. It's too early to say, but if he ever did, he'd have him as well. See, I, like, I like defenders out. being captains. Really, yeah, I think at the back. I think at the back. Whoever it is, we're not just doing all the port will be the next city captain. So I think so, yeah. He's taking the game by the scruff of the neck yeah. and he's... Pep said he's, he's enjoying scoring. You can see it for England, the confidence. He is a main man. He is the go-to player now for England. We start to say Hudson O'Doyen. Even the commentary. Why ruin it, making it Glenn Hoddle wouldn't even say he's yeah, clubbing. He wouldn't even say Man City. <clears throat> yeah, when you were saying about if it's negative, it's Manchester, Raheem Sterling, Man City. Raheem Sterling doesn't need to be the city captain. He's, we've got 11 captains. We've got Zinchenko. Yeah, we don't actually have you know, these, these players who... Lead by example. Every city player is leading by example. But as captain, you I, need to be able to read the whole game, I, I think. Laporte, oh, and at the John front, Stones, I don't think you can superb. do that. You think it's one of them too? Yeah. I, I do. Can I make a point, though, that yeah. who's actually said he's a future England captain? It's just as... So this... Yeah, but this, this is this is all media-led again, and this, mm. is, this is what really winds me up about it. And we all fall into this trap because we're city fans. <coughs> we've been watching Sterling... Week in, week out, putting in performances like he's been putting in for England. Us as City fans have been defending Sterling against every single... I stand right next to the away fans. Every single away fan boos Sterling, yeah? Why are they booing him? Well, I ask him, I ask him, I say, why are, you bo- why are you booing him? He said, because we do. And it's all media-driven... Because he left Liverpool. Yeah. That's all it's down to. And the story it's about media, that's straight, it's media yeah, driven. That's so so the now the now the now they've they've been called out on it. You know, there was Darren Lewis who's standing up for him and all this. Where was Darren Lewis yeah, standing up for him when all the other media were having a go at him? They were nowhere to be seen. All of a sudden, he's playing well for England. This this whole England setup's the best that's ever been. And Raheem Sterling should be captain. That's where it's come from. I, I've got yeah, a we, 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 City fans have never talked about Raheem Sterling as a captain ever. 
Can I just ask a question though? And I I completely agree with what you're saying about the the U-turn that the media are making. But how do we move forward as a society if they don't make that U-turn? Do you know what I mean? Because if if they have been shown the light that when are they going to make their it? treatment yeah. is horrendous, and Sterling himself has come out and told them that they've driven this agenda against him. So if they don't do that, I completely agree that I think it's laughable the way they're jumping to his defence now. So I'm not saying that, but how do we progress if oh, they I totally don't agree. do that? Absolutely. That's, it. That's the on. issue, I guess. I, 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 I'd, li- I'd like to think that half of them don't even realise what they're doing as they're writing it. It just well, comes natural to them. It's trying to get stick the boot in anything city orientated is negative. You, you see, we're not paranoid. I know mm-hmm. for a fact we're not paranoid. You no. can see it, they... Manager of the year, the player yes, of the season. How can Yaya not win it with 20 goals when we won the league? Mm-hmm. How can... I used to go on and on and on about Carl <laughs> Walker winning Young Player of the Year over Sergio Aguero in 2012. Yeah. The, win, the women hockey winning over Team of the Year at the BBC. But any, you know... Salah got Player of the Year last year as well, didn't he? De Gerard and um, Suarez getting a joint Player of the Month and it... it you know, people don't sound bitter, but it's all facts. It's Pellegrini, not manager of the season. Mancini, they had to give it Pep. They could not. You know, they did not. They did, you know, right, bloody hell. We're going to have to give him because we can't not give it to him. But even, I remember probably this time last year, somebody, opinions, isn't it? And stupid people who have a voice now on social media mm. have Liverpool had a better season than Man City. We were like 16 points ahead in the league. We'd already got the League Cup and they were did not to start the Champions League well it was the first you know basically on our way out yeah. who's had the better season mm. well I'd like to think the team that's going to win the league by a record amount against the biggest club in the world and putting them 25 points I've got, a, I've got one can, more twist on this uh, Sterling captaincy debate Ian and it's it's kind of like you said he's 24 he's young now obviously not everyone's going to agree with this but the way the world's gone now it's very social media orientated very Instagram a lot of players are doing a lot of extracurricular stuff outside of the footballing circle getting caught up in a bit of mischief this that and the other you know the media are always gripping onto any little thing that they do now Sterling's been through all this kind of uproar and all this this, this all these media attacks I think he's a fantastic role model for the other players that are not only his age but younger than him that maybe are going to have to contend with it in the future if they decide to pick a new victim now because he was a victim he's going to be able to be a voice of reason for him he's going to be able to give him strategies um, interventions to maybe cope with what they're going to maybe have to contend with in the future could be a bit like I say a role model and that's what a captain is to me and not only that I think players that are younger than him and not only that but players that are around his age now that are, that are in the social media circle and whatnot that see Raheem Sterling as a bit of a a bit of a guy and a bit of a you know you know he's he's very well respected by his peers and stuff like that and he's quite quite out there and quite quite young and quite fresh as they call it in that in that kind of thing I think they'll kind of look at him and see him as a cool guy and see him as kind of someone that they want to kind of follow on from and kind of not get out of line but just kind of just be what you say he's a good role he's, he's, he's a social he's person as well he's, yeah. he's a role model he's a social person and I think that that as well as the other stuff might be might be great for them to maybe look up to and just kind of feel comfortable. Does that make him a captain on the field? Probably not, but I think the mental strength and that kind of... Yeah, well, that's the question. That's, 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 he, that side of stuff. Does he make him a future city captain? Again, you have to, the corridors are paranormal. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but... You are a bit. Yeah, <laughs> they want their golden boy 
and they want their Beckham and they, you know no one would have said David, David Beckham was a fantastic England captain you wouldn't have put him as a captain no. when he was it was like oh dear, that's ridiculous but Harry Kane as a captain I just don't think he's captain material no. but they have to have that golden boy captain whether there's ulterior tones to that but it could be a detriment to Sterling is what we're all but in agreement the fact in, that in a sense Harry Kane got bloody quick you know <laughs> I told him whatever it was yeah yeah and he got awarded for how many goals has Raheem Sterling scored he's probably scored more in two games than Kane did in the World well, Cup he scored so in five goals in the World Cup, Cup. Yeah. I think the old Southgate getting an award and it's just embarrassing to be honest as yeah. well as we did we didn't do that well against bigger teams but they should be rewarded for it because it's rewarding mediocrity really isn't it Absolutely. as well as we did Absolutely. but we didn't do that well and against will, bigger teams will Sterling stay around he's been linked with Madrid in the past before and well, we don't, don't, don't start that Messi yeah but we don't know how he feels about City so <laughs> you can't as a captain don't be cap but come back that media Messi he might not care about City but I think he cares about no, Pep no I'm not saying he doesn't Pep was the one who reached out to him when he had that really bad year and I think I think he owes Pep a lot Sterling stay loyal where is he in the world better to go to than yeah, Manchester exactly. City exactly. it's not a place we were listening to Sergio Aguero has been joining Real Madrid every season uh, <laughs> since he signed even before he signed we're signing we've this got club. players for 10 years well, you're not signed for them yet 10 years <laughs> we've got players you know this era when I was growing up when I was a lad there was players who were at City forever mm. and then suddenly God when are they going to get sold or can we get rid of them now you think of Man City up until a year, two years ago, you think Joe Hart, Vincent Company, Yaya Torre, Sergio Aguero, David Silva, they're all pretty much, a few have gone, Saba, they're all still there and the ones that have left have replaced by people who've been there for another 10 years and this will keep oh. going on. Why leave City to go where? Barcelona, that's why, Madrid, that's the second managers left. That's a, a joke Man- about, isn't it? Manchester City, oh, yeah, we we've never sold our best player. Sean Wright Phillips was the yeah, last was best the last player one. I can remember us selling. Every other club has sold. He's our record selling. Right, let's, let's, let's conclude this podcast because there's so many things <laughs> we could talk about <laughs> here and, and City are about to uh, play these game every three days and it's like the cliched every game's a cup <clears throat> final now so I just want to get your thoughts on the fact that four players are now back in training um, Kevin De Bruyne Fernandinho Benjamin Mendy Vincent Company we assume therefore that they're fully uh, well let's uh, when I say fit there's match fit and there's fit right so they've trained today we've seen pictures of them City play next at Fulham on Saturday, then it's Cardiff at home, then it's the Cup semi-final, and then we're into Champions League and all the big games coming after that. So what? how do you envisage the, the team looking in the games now? Do, are you hoping, are you expecting KDB, Fernandinho to come straight back into Don't the team? Don't rush it back. I think, I think we've got a winning formula at the moment. Bernardo's playing well, Gundogan's playing well, Zinchenko's playing well. I think you've at least got to give them the opportunity to to show what they've been doing over the past couple of so weeks. So you wouldn't start any of them at Fulham? No, not at Fulham. No. I'd give them a bit of... everybody's I view? think, no disrespect for the teams you've just mentioned, but they're the perfect games for players coming back from fitness to play and give the others yeah, a bit of a break. Yeah, I can see that side of it as well. And then when we get to the business end, which is... Tottenham, you know, Tottenham really, Victor, You know, yeah. United and whatever... 
all the players will be at the same level of fitness, match fitness, because they've got to get that match fitness back. KDB's not had a season. So, um, yeah, and I think play them in those games or, you know, bit 60 by minutes bit. or coming yeah. on as a sub. That but but on that, I do think that players need to know now that they, they can't just come back in because they've been standout performers over the last two seasons. I think they've got to know, like, like you just said, they've got to know, Kevin's got to know that, like I said the other week, Ian, I think that it's Gundogan and Silva competing for a, a, a spot in the team in that three. I think it's De Bruyne and Bernardo when there's a, a right winger fit and, you know, if Sterling's playing and Sane's playing, I think it's Bernardo and De Bruyne competing. And you could argue then that Fernandinho's a standalone man in, midfield, in the older midfield position, although Gundogan now has proved that he can drop back and sit there. Oh, and Ukraine, Zinchenko played in that Zinko role for Ukraine well. and got applauded. But I think, I think it, the danger is that players come back from injury and just expect off reputation to be back in a starting eleven, and I think that with our squad the way it is such a competitive squad now I think the players that have played in them players positions shall we say haven't done themselves any any disservice haven't done themselves any any harm and it will be a competition and it will be a fight and people will have to outperform other players I don't together. think we've got any players I, I, I it's, it's tough it's tough because you've got I see both sides to what you two guys have just said but we've got to win every game. If we win every game now until the end of the season, we've won everything. We've won the Champions League, the Cup final, we've won everything. So we've got, we've got to put our strongest teams out. We, we have got to, we've got to blood these players back in again. I mean, Mendy, I wouldn't even... I, I think it's too late in the season to bring him back in. I think, he's played, I think he's played ahead of him. Uh, KDB, you've got at some point he's got to be playing in these teams, but I don't see where you bring him in. I just we've got to win every game. Somebody's got to go out for somebody to come in. That's, That's the key exactly. thing. And City just just won something like eighteen out of nineteen games, haven't but they? I think he's been doing that all season anyway. I mean, it's not like some teams or other seasons we've played where they brought a sub on in the last ten minutes or the last five minutes. That's not the way this season's gone anyway for us, regardless whether it be an injury or whether it be switching players about so I think the rest of the season is just going to go the same as the beginning of the season I think it's just going to be bringing people on at a half time sub or maybe you know three quarters of the way into the game it's not just going to be bringing people on for the last five ten minutes especially if things are going well and no one's that you know no injuries or anything we need to go so out we need to go out still get a play. have the game won by half time and then we yeah, can and sit then, back a yeah. bit. good to have the option though isn't it oh it's fantastic yeah. well, I, I don't think we have you're saying about people coming back expecting to play from injury. I don't think we have players like that. I think no, I they all know that with a well, squad, you watch them training, and you know sometimes Sane might walk off and you know look a bit miserable. Sergio does it all the time. Just get off the pitch and he'll stroll off, and you think, <laughs> oh, is he some body? Is something going on there? I mean, more, I mean more, not, not, not attitude. The, mean, yeah, I mean, no, I, I just mean uh, more. Uh, like players are going to think I'm like Fernandinho. We know he's the best holding midfielder we've got, but Gundogan's going to probably think, well, in your absence, Hive sat there and dictated the play in your absence it's, it's, it's a mini competition but I think without that you're not going to get the best out of it's players but well, players need, need that competition. competition they need to know that they're not going to go straight back in because isn't it mad that Raheem Sterling's performing miles better than he did last season I think because we, we signed Mares. he realised that we brought somebody in on the right hand side and it probably gave him a bit of a rocket to think I've got to up it from last season again because there's no pressure on me for that position I think bringing Mahrez in if, if, if there's one thing that's come out of Mahrez coming in I, I like him but if there's one good thing that's come out of bringing him in it's that Sterling's got better well I think he gets a bad press he's not you know because of the, the standards of everyone else but 
There's a story to be told, Bin Laden. There's a story to be I told. Think next there's a redemption story. story somewhere along the line, and people are quick to criticise. We need a whipping boy. Zinchenko, a month ago, he's you know, I know people who don't rate him at all, and he, he epitomises everything about Pep Guardiola. Do you, you know, notice some of the people who were getting getting slated are being slated by people who don't necessarily go to the matches? Yeah. It's, it's all social media and the media-led. It's easy to just, you know, we live in a world full of sheep, don't we? You know, going back to Raheem Sterling, get Sterling off, get Sterling off, get Sterling. It's like, what is... Oh, I've heard someone else say it. I've heard someone else Charlie. say it. Why are you booing Sterling? I don't oh, know. Well, I don't know. You know, even <laughs> yeah, troops of Arsenal fan TV said, we didn't boo Kyle Walker, but we're booing Sterling. Mm. Why? Uh, ask him, oh, well, he, he, he doesn't score enough goals for England. That's what that their argument is. <laughs> Did Southampton boo Virgil van Dijk? He did come from Southampton. Did Southampton fans boo Virgil van Dijk? No, they didn't. He did exactly the same as what... Isn't it nice that we've got the luxury of booing a player that, you know, 20 years ago we'd have to boo everybody and now it's just that one. Listen, I've loved listening to the debate tonight. This is a bigger panel than we normally have. Um, So thanks very much for for everybody for coming down and contributing richly to the debate, particularly the bit about the shirts early on, but about everything. Obviously, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Next Monday, which is normally the night I record the podcast on uh, with whoever the, the guests are, is the night that City play in the FA Youth Cup. So I, for one, I'm going to be going down to the mini-ad, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> to watch that game. So we'll be recording again Tuesday night. So if you're expecting uh, a podcast again on Monday, then it will be Tuesday. But after that, we'll go back to uh, Mondays again. But then, of course, the games come thick and fast, and there'll be lots of debate to be had. So thank you very much, all of you. Thanks very much to Hot underscore Click, which is at, of course, on Twitter, Hot Click Marketing, uh, for being the sponsor. And thanks very much to the venue tonight which is classic football shirts on Deansgate and they really have got everything you could possibly want um, even the horrible shirts <laughs> even the ones Harlan likes oh, in fact no I should be saying even the one Andrew likes which is that patchwork quilt one which uh, you see him about in Manchester it's, I know it's only my opinion but give him stick if I you want see a room him like this in my, if I could have a room like this in my house I'd have it. yeah I'm sure you would so thanks very much and we'll do it all again next week and don't forget to give us a review don't forget to subscribe to give us five stars and all that business and tell everybody else about the podcast yeah. <laughs>